Hey everyone, welcome to MCU Fan Show episode 239. My name is Sean Gerber. In a moment, I'll be joined by Paul Herman for our discussion about the Moon Knight trailer, the Disney Plus series that premiered, the Marvel Studios Disney Plus original series that will premiere on March 30th. Before our conversation begins, just want to let you know once again about Fan Show Plus, the series where we talk about additional MCU news and also spoiler reviews outside the MCU. Fan Show Plus is exclusive to premium subscribers whether that's on patreon.com slash Sean Gerber or on Apple Podcasts. If you just search for Fan Show Plus or the MCU Fan Show channel on Apple Podcasts, you can find it there. And right now, we've got spoiler reviews of two different streaming series going, The Book of Boba Fett on Disney Plus, as well as Peacemaker, the series from DC, and of course, written and directed by James Gunn, or some of the episodes directed by James Gunn, over on HBO Max. So you can check that out again at, at uh, patreon.com slash Sean Gerber or search Fan Show Plus or the MCU Fan Show channel on Apple Podcasts. And then make sure you're following us in all those places you can. We are at MCU Fan Show on Twitter and Instagram. And if you're enjoying this show, we would greatly appreciate a rating and review from you over on Apple Podcasts. Now, on with our show. How you doing, Paul Herman? I'm doing great, man. It's been a it's been a crazy uh, you know last couple of weeks. I turned forty years old. That's that was really weird. And uh, you know, but other than that, like things are going great. Like feeling good. Just uh, playing that new Guardians game, which has been I gotta say right now, it's been awesome. I'm not, I'm not sure if we can ever talk about video games on this show at one point, like its own episode. But if we do, that's been great. I meant to ask you actually before the show. Did you ever ever played that game yet? I have not played the Guardians game yet. I just got a PlayStation 5 over the holidays, but uh, I got it just in time to have zero time to really play it. So I waited to get the Spider-Man Miles Morales game for PS5. I didn't want to play it on PS4. Same. And uh, as soon as I get an ounce of time, I will go ahead and, and get into that game. But I just remember my experience from the first Spider-Man game on PS4, which is where I start playing and then I look up and like seven hours have passed by and I want to mm-hmm. give myself that amount of time to just dive into the Spider-Man yeah. Miles Morales game. So that's next for me as far as superhero games are concerned. And then I will jump into uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy game to try and catch up on that because that's pretty much what I play as far as video games are concerned. It's yeah. usually going to be something I'm not a huge gamer, but... Same. If it's based on something I already like, and Marvel superheroes being a big part of that, obviously, uh, then yeah, I will jump into it. So I haven't had a chance to check it out, but I've heard good things about it. Um, and it's fantastic. Yeah, I'm glad you're enjoying it because that's a, a pretty good sign that I will uh, likely enjoy yes. it too. Um, I would wish you, well, I will, I wished it on social, but <laughs> on, uh, on the podcast, a happy belated birthday. I'll, Thanks, I'll pass man. on happy new year. Cause like we're three weeks into the new year. So yeah. it just feels like that moment, uh, has slipped by, but this is our first episode of 2022. So thanks for everybody for waiting for us. We had a little bit of a break after the holiday, although we've kept up with episodes of fan show plus. So you heard in the intro, and if you didn't, you can go back and listen to it, because that's the way recordings work, uh, to find out where you can get those Book of Boba Fett spoiler reviews and Peacemaker spoiler reviews. But that's not what this is about. We are going to talk about Moon Knight. Before we even get into the trailer, though, I was just relieved by the premiere date of mm-hmm. March 30th, because we went into this year not even having a single official premiere date 
for a Marvel Studios Disney Plus series. We knew that we were going to get Miss Marvel sometime during the summer, and in the Disney Plus Day tease, they had Moon Knight and She-Hulk theoretically kind of listed ahead of Miss Marvel, so I thought maybe we would get one or both of those in the first half of the year, but didn't know for sure until now with the March 30th premiere date for Moon Knight, and that times things up nicely, I think, for Disney and Synergy and all that corporate stuff and, and whatever else that they'll wrap up the Book of Boba Fett in February, early February, but February nonetheless. And then mm-hmm. less than two months later, they'll have another big Marvel Studios series. And I'm sure they'll have some other stuff in between them. But those will be the big original series that they have. And it's not too long of a gap uh, on their calendar, which I'm sure helps them keep uh, subscribers you know, maintaining their subscriptions on Disney Plus yeah. instead of bailing for a few months and then uh, coming back. I'm on the I'm still on my original three year Disney Plus subscription from D23 Expo in 2019. It doesn't expire until November of this year. And then I'll have to worry about my Disney Plus renewal by worry about it just means I'll have to pay attention to the auto pay on my account because it's not like it's going to be a question of whether or not I keep my Disney Plus subscription. Um, But I also want to uh, mention that I know I I talked about the MCU Fan Awards. Those are still happening. Uh, We're not trying to do them immediately because we want a little more time to sit with Hawkeye and Spider-Man No Way Home. We don't want recency bias to be a thing. So I want to check those out again and reevaluate everything that we saw with uh, in 2021 to determine the best of 2021. So we'll have more information on that in the weeks ahead because clearly we have some spare time between now and Moon Knight premiering on March 30th on Disney+. Plus. Paul, it was interesting to even see the way that this trailer was announced because it's not like there was a long wind-up to it. It was just all of a sudden, Monday night during Rams-Cardinals NFL playoff game or, you know, NFC wildcard game, there's going to be a Moon Knight trailer. I'm like, okay, cool. Um, And I know there had been some talk that maybe something was going to drop soon, but for the most part, it came out of somewhat nowhere. But uh, I don't mind it. I like that they gave this series because this is certainly a more... not Moon Knight's not super obscure for comic book fans. Like, it wouldn't be... uh, I wouldn't put this in like the Guardians of the Galaxy, Eternals type of territory where even comic book fans only barely kind of know them. That's not really true of Moon Knight. Moon Knight's always been there, and and maybe, well, at least since the 80s, so solidly been there for a few decades now, and maybe on the periphery for a lot of comic book fans, but the awareness is still there. Regardless of that, though, from a mainstream perspective, this is not a very well-known character, and so to give the character that kind of stage, which the NFL is the most dominant thing on TV. So if you're going to drop a TV spot, that's about the biggest place you could do it besides another NFL game, the big game, the Super Bowl. So I liked having the, I liked the, the choice to premiere the trailer there and giving the big stage to Moon Knight, but then just getting into the trailer itself. We will, of course, get into the nitty gritty of the things we liked and didn't like, what we're hyped about, what we're concerned about as we go on. Overall, though, Paul, I was uh, I was a fan of this trailer. What'd you think? I, I I'm kind of torn. Um, I, Moon Knight is one of my favorite Marvel characters, and he became one of my favorite characters. You know, over when I came back into reading comic books around 2004 or five, whenever that was, because they just started launching. Um, they relaunched the series with uh, Charlie Hudson and David Finch, which David Finch is just a world class artist and. 
I don't love those comics, but I love the art so much that I just kept reading. And I like the character. I've always liked the character. Um, when I was a kid, I would go and read, you know, random comics here, there, pick them off the racks. Oh, yeah, Moon Knight. He's got Spider-Man in it this time or whatever. And I always liked the costume. I was, always thought the costume was rad. Mm-hmm. Um, but as I got older and came back into comic books, I became a full-fledged huge fan of Moon Knight. And I've been pretty much reading him steadily since, you know, I came back. So... I have a lot of love for this character and I, you know, with Oscar Isaac being cast as Mark Spector or whoever there is, he's going to be in this movie or the show, excuse me. I think he's going to be all of them. All of them. Right. Yeah. So either way, I was very like intrigued, all the good things I was hearing and all the, all the, you know, obviously the, uh, all the series on Disney plus were great. So it had been great for the most part. So, I mean, I, I felt very confident about, okay, we're going to get a really, you know, interesting looking character and, and aspect, and in, you know, aspect into the character. And this trailer, it, I, I liked some of the aspects they were going with. And I think, and mainly what I liked the most about it was, you know, just in general was it did, definitely felt like it was a Moon Knight series and focusing on the aspect of mental health and the and the chaos that we we get the line in the in the, sh- in the trailer, focus on that aspect of the character. That is what makes a character interesting, I think, outside of the costume. Because obviously the costumes always always look cool, and that's the marketability of the character as far as you know selling it to people and and everything and, and selling lunchboxes and toys and whatever. But what people will stay for is the other interesting aspect, which is that the mental health aspect. And I think they really really played that up in this trailer, and that was interesting. So. Um, We'll get into more specifics here. But in the in in general, I liked it. I have a lot of questions on where they're and uh, their uh, the overall direction where they're going, and I know I, and I've got some concerns. I, I got some straight up concerns. I'll be honest. And now some of this might be coming from a hardcore Moon Knight fan like myself, but at the same time, I'm 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 I am very I'm optimistic that they'll I'll get I'll be satisfied. This definitely makes me scared a little bit. A little bit, and we talked a little bit about about it before the show, and and mm. so I'm curious as we go through, we'll analyze more. But yeah, I liked it. I definitely have some reservations, though. I'm not gonna lie. I think the trailer does the best job of just being a chaotic presentation, which makes sense because the whole tagline thing is embrace the chaos, right? Like you're not supposed to, you're not really supposed to have solid footing coming out of this trailer or at any point during this trailer. I think. The vibe that they're going for is clearly just what they want you to think is, what the hell is that? I want to know more. And I think the trailer satisfies that. I mean, as far as I can tell, it's been performing well as far as the the many millions of people who've watched it, whether that was during the NFL game or online or whatever. It seems to be performing well as far as pieces of marketing perform well online. And I, I, I want to start with the stuff that I, I really liked about it that I found encouraging as far as being faithful to the source material. Not that I can claim to be the biggest Moon Knight fan in the world, but I do like Moon Knight, and I enjoy Moon Knight comics. And what I can identify in this trailer is not just Moon Knight, because we do see a glimpse of Moon Knight at the end, but there are different pieces of this that we can recognize, including the dissociative identity disorder when he's talking about not being able to tell the difference between his waking life and his dreams because they're kind of the same thing. And he just doesn't understand these different personalities. Like that moment where somebody's asking him, like, what happened to you, Mark? And he's saying, why did you call me Mark? That's Mark Spector, the mercenary 
identity. For those who maybe don't know, so for Moon Knight, you have a character, Mark Spector, who was a mercenary, then betrayed, left for dead, that sort of thing, bonds with the moon god Khonshu, and then becomes his champion, Moon Knight, but also has these other identities, including a millionaire, Stephen Grant, and a cab driver, Jake Lockley, and those three human identities, Mark Spector, not so much visible. Well, actually, there's a moment there where we're seeing the pyramids. Probably That's probably Mark Spector that we see in here, but then referred to by name. We see Oscar Isaac being called Stephen so, or Stevie, so that's Stephen Grant. And then we don't see him driving a cab, but we do see him driving a truck. And I think that's the Jake Lockley identity that maybe they swapped cab uh, for a truck. And I guess that makes sense because I guess if you wanted to be more modern, you would have uh, Jake Lockley being an Uber or Lyft driver. And I don't really care to see Jake Lockley being an Uber or Lyft driver. So I'm fine with the truck driver switcheroo. But what I really liked, in addition to just seeing these different identities, it was also the the way that Oscar Isaac, as whichever identity he is in a given moment, the way he was responding to it and being kind of confused about it, not knowing what's real versus what's a dream and all of that, because that's also a key part of the Moon Knight character in the comic books is not necessarily being able to trust himself and what's real versus what isn't, and the idea of these different identities, these different personalities that he has. So a lot of that feels very, very faithful to the source and not just being good because, hey, it's like the comic book, but it's just genuinely compelling storytelling, or at least I think so anyway. It's really rich material to have for a character. And I think Oscar Isaac is a perfect actor to go that in-depth in that type of material. And then the rest of the the overall vibe and, and energy of the trailer with just the way it has a little bit more of a, a creepy, scary, there's a little bit of horror in this with the way, you know, the, the shot of Khonshu kind of a, approaching the elevator and then it turns into the old woman who he's talking about, he's who helps he'll find his contact lens, which I thought was a funny moment in the trailer. So there's a lot of stuff in there visually and then from a, a character standpoint that I think is is spot on. Some things that, uh, you know, we'll, we'll get into, you know, our, our concerns here in a moment, but there are a lot of things that read very true to the character, mm. the source material to me. Um, but above all else, I'm genuinely interested in seeing where it goes. And, and this is some, certainly somebody um, or multiple identities that I'm excited to spend several episodes with. Yeah, so the things I, I really liked about this trailer was, I think, again, focusing on the mental health aspect of the character and how they're, they're really going um above the idea of okay this person is multiple personalities in the comic books you've done it one way how do we do that in this and and obviously i've always said it's not going to be a one for one there's going to be an there's a there's a reason why they call it an adaptation right so Mm -hmm. you have to adapt it and adjust it and things like that and i think what what i like about what they're doing but what's funny because i also what, what i like what they're doing but i'm also concerned about what it could lead to is also about it's kind of a double whammy i guess but i do like the aspect where we don't know as an audience like what's going on and he doesn't either and so it, right. it's a, or the whole origin story idea and they're taking a lot of the my favorite aspects of the character i think they've they've done in the last 10 years with the kanchu i mean kanchu is always there in the, in the comic books but this aspect of the Kanchu, like this really weird, crazy looking skeleton God, like basically, you know, just haunting him. I do think that's really interesting. I love seeing that aesthetic because 
it's a very hot button topic, but the Warren Ellis initial run, I, I love so much. And then followed up by eventually by Jeff Lemire with Brian Wood. You can just skip that our whole arc. Um, but basically Warren Ellis's uh, and Jeff Lemire's run. I think those two series together are so good. And I think that is the basis of the series, even after this trailer, even more so mm-hmm. um, that whole idea of, of, of is Conchu real what is it, you know, it's going to bring a lot of those things into this, um, uh, the series and, and, and really question that. And I think one of the things that I think Marvel has done, studios have done a great job of, if you look at WandaVision specifically, this reminds me a lot of WandaVision already, mm. because I really feel like they're diving into that, a really weirder aspect. And when you do that, you, you really want to, you know, uh, rely on like the, the, the shoulders of your actors even more so. I mean, they're spectacle, and I think like Falcon Winter Soldier, you, you really rely on the superhero aspects of those, rightfully so, right? Where I think this series, and again, this could be a concern, which we'll bring up in a second eventually, but I do like the idea that they're going, they're, they're, it seems like they're going a heavy mental health and mystery aspect to this. And I think that that to me is what's going to be the overall idea of the six or whatever episode, I think it's six episodes. It's going to be a mystery that's going to unwrap itself over time instead of just being like, here's, here's a narrative kind of, you know, here we go. I think it's going to be a mystery like one division. Like you're kind of like every episode's like, okay, what does that mean? And I think it's evident by the fact that he's locked up in his room. What does that mean? He doesn't know someone calls him Mark, you know, he finds a cell phone all that stuff is is to me telling me, okay, like WandaVision, they're going to play up the mystery aspect every episode. And that I think that could be a good thing. It could also be a bad thing. I think WandaVision was able to do it for m- many different reasons. But Moon Knight, it makes me a little, hmm. Um, but at the same time, I do think that's probably the best way for a mainstream audience to really get to know the character. Keep them guessing. I mean, yeah, they can always go to the comics and learn and try to figure out. But... I think there's going to be some twists and turns, even for comic book fans, that I these I can already get out of this. Um, one aspect that I was not expecting, Sean, that I actually kind of into was the fact that costume is not something he makes. It it actually you know is a is right. a, some kind of magical thing that goes around him. I said, oh, so that's how they're going to explain it. Got it. All right. That and that honestly was like okay, that's a kind of inspired idea. It's a little. It almost feels on the nose, but I'm like, yeah, that, that's. That works. I like that. Okay. So it makes more sense why he has this cape and everything and mm-hmm. the whole avatar of Conchu thing. If you know, for those who are wondering, it makes a lot more sense. I, I do. We talked before about the, uh, the, the all white, you know, uh, suit outfit. I love that outfit to death. And I really felt that we were going to get the Netflix version of that. But this was a kind of a pleasant surprise. We I think that's showing up at some point in the series. I, I, I hope so. I, yeah. I do not think this is as great as it is. And I love it. I don't think this is Moon Knight's only look. I think, and I think you might be right. I hope, I, I, I do hope he has multiple looks. In the comic books, I mean, that's as classic, that's as, that's as classic Moon Knight right. as you can get. And, the, and in the last, I'd say, you know, 15 years, God, it's getting longer, man, every time I think about it. But, you know, they've really gone and, and have adapted his costume and changed things and, and, and done some different things that I think they're really cool um, that are different from this, you know, the variations of it, but they're not, they're deviations, but they're not completely like 100%, you know, out of left field. So like you said, I think you're right, especially in the latest series, um, which I, I'm going to say right now, if you're, if you're really into Moon Knight and there's a lot, I mean, there's a lot to go through. If you want a real simple, simple thing to, to jump into, 
The latest Moon Knight series is fantastic by Jed McKay. Go pick it up. I honestly feel it, it is going into what they're going to be dying, you know, pretty much focused on, I think, in this series, um, which we'll get to at, some, at one point here in a minute. But but yeah, I, I liked all that stuff. Uh, the costume, I loved everything except for one minor gripe. I don't like the crest on the on the hood mm. on the very top. I'm not a fan of that. But besides that, that's a nitpick. Everything else looks fantastic for the costume. So A plus, you know, costume, you know, thing for me. I, I'm into it. So yeah, I liked all of that. That that all feels really good to me. Yeah, and I appreciate that they showed us the full-fledged yeah. superhero-esque Moon Knight look in the very first trailer. And I was even wondering, well, we kind of saw the we knew we were kind of getting this because in there was that shot from the Disney Plus Day tease that showed like the hooded caped version of Moon Knight kind of leaping from building to building, which we get another shot of at the very end of this trailer to sync up with the Disney Plus logo synergy and such. But so I, I knew we were going to get that look, but I was wondering, is that going to be something we only see a little bit of? And then mostly we're going to get the white suit with the mask and everything from the Warren Ellis run, which I would have had no problem with because, as you mentioned, and I agree, I really love that design. And that would totally be the Netflix version of this show is he would be in that costume the whole time. If he was in any costume at all, that yeah. would be yeah. like yeah. Hoodie, that would be Moon Knight to the max would be in the suit and tie <laughs> with a mask. That would be it. So I, I like that we get the full fledged superhero type of look. I hope and believe we will get because I still like that design, the suit and tie look. So I, I appreciate the idea of going through different iterations of Moon Knight. And I think that's what this series provides that's what this character and this mythology provides is an opportunity to go in a lot of different spaces with this character and with these different identities and it looks like it's going there from what i can tell here and and i think that is very rich material i like the wandavision comparison and i do think it holds up in a lot of interesting ways i mean you have a main character a main protagonist who can't fully trust themselves who can't fully know themselves i do think there are certainly differences between Mark Spector and all these other identities versus yeah. Wanda and what she's going through. And totally sure. the shows couldn't be more different. I mean, certainly WandaVision had an element of, or more than just an element, a lot of whimsy to it as it was going through all of this, which obviously it would going through classic sitcoms, which this does not have. This is definitely leaning more into the horror aspect. And even the stuff that was scarier in WandaVision was more spooky than scary, where this is really leaning more into a scary type of vibe that I really liked in this trailer. And, and I certainly think that this series uh, will uh, will stand out. I mean, that I, I love it when, I mean, it happens over and over again for me because I've never been in the camp that says all Marvel things are the same, but I watch this and I'm like, well, you can always point to some similarities, but overall there's nothing that really feels quite like this in the MCU, and I think this really feels like new uh, new territory for this universe, this franchise that we love so much. So uh, I'm pretty pumped on this. If I had to throw out one concern, and we will talk about Ethan Hawke as well, but while we're focused specifically on Moon Knight, this brings up my, my one concern coming out of this trailer. And I will preface this by saying, let me let me start with the huge caveat to this and why it's not really that big of a big of a concern, but worth talking about anyway, because it's a podcast and it's what we do here. It's just the first trailer, and it's a very common thing in first trailers 
to tease a lot of interesting things, but then not really show or only barely show the full superhero costume and giving the audience only a tiny glimpse of it at the very end of the trailer. It's a super common thing in these types of trailers. So it's not in and of itself just with this trailer. Uh, It's not indicative of any sort of problem whatsoever because it is such a common approach to the marketing. So I totally get that. And I'm not necessarily saying that this is what's going to happen in this, but I also really do hope though, because I see so many other scenes that are very, very focused on the Oscar Isaac, uh, you know, just out of costume, whether that's as Mark Spector, Stephen Grant, or perhaps Jake Lockley, I still want there to be a lot of Moon Knight in this show. And I, I hope that the trailer, it's just one of those things where you just, you save it for the tease at the end of the first trailer. And then as we see more marketing material, we'll get even more of Moon Knight in costume. And then when we get the, the full series, we get plenty of Moon Knight in costume because that is what I want out of the series. Yes, I love all these different identities. And Oscar Isaac is a wonderful actor. And of course, he's always interesting to look at and and watch on screen whenever he's performing because he's just that good. So I never get tired of watching Oscar Isaac, but this is Moon Knight. And I still want to see Moon Knight and, and a lot of Moon Knight throughout the course of this series. And as we've been talking about, multiple costumes and different looks for Moon Knight. So I still want there to be a lot of that in this show. I don't want it to turn into a situation where we're mostly watching Oscar Isaac, you know, in human form, in non-superhero form. And then for like the last five minutes, five to ten minutes of each episode, then we get some Moon Knight action. Uh, that certainly is not what I would be hoping for out of the series. I want a lot more of the superhero elements to be there and present uh, in this series throughout. So I- I'm not saying that there is... That- you know, the trailer suggests that there's going to be an issue there. Um, so the ratio should be better in the actual series than, than what we got in the trailer. I believe that to be the case, and I really hope so, uh, because I just want to see lots and lots of Moon Knight. I think that's a valid concern. And what, and again, one of my, I think, cons of the idea of the mystery and, and building on that mystery throughout six episodes is that you have to sprinkle Moon Knight in it mm-hmm. sparingly to, to kind of build that up. And it remains to be seen, you know, if we're if you're right. And I and I definitely hope that you're right, because um, I and I think it's a very good chance. But I also think it's a very good chance, too, that it could be a slow burn. And because there is a complexity to this character and I think that I think Marvel and really wants to do a good job of and to really have fans uh, embrace this character, it's it's going to be interesting. Um, especially with the aspect of the fact that this, the power of Khonshu is not something that just kind of is given to him and he makes his own costume. The costume kind of comes from within mm-hmm. and, oh, you know, over, overcomes him or whatever. You got to wonder too, is, is this going to be like almost like a symbiote thing where it could almost, or not symbiote, but like where it kind of morphs, you know, the costume kind of morphs to his personality as well. Um, that's where I think we could see that at costume, you know, Sean, the, the suit and tie, where maybe that different aspect of that character will morph the, the, whatever power overcomes him or whatever, opposed to like in the comic books where he just makes his own costume. So there's really interesting things you could do with it because it's so heavily CGI. It definitely makes me concerned with the fact, and it, that doesn't, yeah, it looks fine. It's think, expensive. But exactly. Yep. It, <laughs> and, and here's the other thing too. Because we we don't know like the real protagonist. We but what's crazy is that he's beating the crap out of a werewolf. I mean, granted, he, he, we I, I know he debuted in Werewolf by Night. I get it, 
But one of the things I brought up the latest series for, Sean, which I'm not sure if you're reading, but if you aren't, you got to read it. It's so good. Um, is that that Moon Knight character. And again, I, I, I put the comic, the current comic series as something that's interesting because this will tell you somewhat where the character might be going mm-hmm. in, the, in the show. In the comic book, he basically runs like a, like a, a an office for like you know supernatural things think like dr strange like ghostbuster kind of like mm. not this not like one for one but you get what i'm saying it's kind of in that same element where he's basically like hunting down vampires in the city like a family you know someone will come in and go i think someone's a vampire like, all right I'll, I'll check it out you know and he's, and he's all in his old his suit and tie, tie right. get up um i say that because he's beating the crap of a werewolf in this series and i'm like okay so the whole idea, I'm assuming Khonshu is going to be some kind of, you know, you're my avatar because in the, in the comic books, he's an avatar for like, you know, for everything, like, you know, crime and things like that. Whereas it definitely feels for the Marvel Studios version, where they, you know, to basically let him beat the crap out of things. It's going to have to be supernatural things. It can't just be Batman, essentially. Right. So that is something to get prepared for. I think mentally, especially for me, because again, I'm I'm used to Moon Knight being that vigilante Batman character over the edge, right? Whereas this is right. going to be more of a supernatural element. It's not a bad thing, and I definitely think the latest comic series really does a great job of kind of introducing that idea more. Again, it's always been there, a part of the character, but it's it feels like that's going to be the emphasis of the character going forward, and I'm fine with that. And I think it's very interesting. Um, kind of thing to think about. And it gives more credence to the fact that his costume is this like supernatural thing, right? So right. there is there is elements there, but like you said, it is an expensive thing. And if he's not going to be wearing like the Netflix costume, which I'm, I'm now dubbing it, the Netflix, the Netflix costume, um, it will concern me because um, that, that is to, to what I want to, you know, I pay money to see. Uh, I say pay money, my prescription, my, my, my prescription. Yeah, my your Disney Plus my, prescription. Oh, my, my subscription. Sorry, I work in medical, so I say prescription all the time. <laughs> um, that's why I, I want to keep this stuff and, and see this. And so I definitely feel it's a, it's a complete concern I have. And I just don't know if that slow burn is going to do the character justice. Now, Oscar Isaac is uh, a boon to the series because he's a phenomenal actor and everyone loves him. He's Mm -hmm. gorgeous, whatever. But like you said, we pay money to see Moon Knight and I better see some Moon Knight and not just be like a couple minutes of it. And if it's going to be a slow burn like WandaVision, it will frustrate me. But at the same time, we have great actors like Ethan Hawke and stuff in this. So, yep. It's a concern. It's a legit concern. So if you watch the Moon Knight trailer and you're like, I don't know, you're not alone. I un- or I totally think that there's credence to what you're thinking. And just we have this, we have to see more, like you said, Sean. It's only one trailer, but it is a little bit of a concern at this point. Well, here's a question that the answer might uh, might help solve where things are headed from here. Do they drop one or two episodes the first week? Ooh. If they drop one, then I totally think we're going to get a fair amount of Moon Knight in that episode, and that suggests that we'll get a fair amount of Moon Knight throughout the series because they will show you plenty of the exciting superhero material in addition to all this other fascinating stuff with Oscar Isaac, and that means we're we're all good and we're off and running. If we get two episodes, then that does point more in the slow burn type of direction, meaning that... We probably don't get that much Moon Knight in the first episode, but then by the second episode, we get a fair amount, and that makes us more hopeful of what we would get throughout the series. And look, as far as approaches go, I love a slow burn. I also love things that are fast-paced. There's a lot of ways they could do this even to have it be a slow burn. For example, they could have the very first scene of the first episode 
be very, very heavy Moon Knight. To Mm. give you Moon Knight right off the bat, but before you even know what it is, Mark Spector or Stephen Grant or whoever wakes up and thinks that they just had a dream, and then we get back into that slow burn territory building to another full-fledged appearance of Moon Knight. So there's a lot of options that they would have in terms of structure to uh, to make this work. And I do hope that, to that point, because I, I thought the same thing when we got that first real good shot of, uh, of Moon Knight turning around there, I was like, well, that's very, very CG heavy, which means it's very, very expensive, which means we shouldn't expect to see a ton of that. But there is this whole other look, this whole other design for the character that would be much less expensive, and they can use that to fill up some Moon Knight screen time without necessarily having to break the bank on all of the VFX. So plenty of options for how uh, for how they manage it. And I do, Marvel Studios is usually pretty good to us as fans in that respect. Yeah. They're usually pretty good about giving us a lot of what we want visually from these series, in addition to the compelling character arcs and, and deeper themes that, that really enrich these stories and, and make it so fun to talk about them uh, at length in podcasts for hours and hours per Disney Plus episode. So I'm sure they're going to give us plenty to talk about, but also visually uh, just be very, very I- impressed by and just utterly delighted uh, as superhero fans. I-, I also want to talk about, though, the 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 antagonist in this, as played by Ethan Hawke, which you're already starting off in the wind column because you got Ethan Hawke to come in and be a part of this series. So the character name is is Dr. Arthur Harrow, which does go back to some classic 80s Moon Knight. Mm -hmm. But this feels like a merging of a couple of different characters. This doesn't seem Mm -hmm. purely Dr. Arthur Harrow because that's more mad scientist, geneticist, whatever type of vibes, which there's no indication of that at all that I pick up on in this trailer. It is more of the spiritual, you know, godlike, you know, type of character, almost a religious type of figure or cult-like type of figure because there's that shot where he shows up and everybody is like bowing down in front of him and clearly he has some sort of supernatural, some sort of heightened understanding of supernatural things because seems to have a better sense of what's going on with Mark slash Steven slash whatever with Moon Knight than Moon Knight himself is aware of, understands. So that points to a a more godlike or supernatural type of figure, which I've already seen people likening this character to the Sun King, which is from more more recent Moon Knight comics, which Paul, you've probably read. I'm not as familiar with uh, with that character. That character, I think, does that character even have a name in those comics? Or is so it- it's a, I think it's a Sun King. I don't know his name. Um, yeah. That that series is bad, though. Ugh, yeah. that, if, avoid reading that those comics, people. Or avoid those. Those are bad. Yeah. Well, it's one of those. It's just another example, though, where I think with Marvel Studios, they even when even when it comes from source material that is not as strong. They know how to mine little pieces of gold from it to merge Mm -hmm. with things that have a stronger foundation from better comic book stories and heighten the overall experience of it for for us as the audience. And I kind of think slash hope that's what's happening here with this character, Mm because I I don't really care to see Moon Knight going up against a mad scientist. I like this idea of Moon Knight being in the supernatural type of territory, whether that's fighting... Werewolves, vampires, other types of monsters, which, by the way, 
bridges a gap in the MCU to get us into that supernatural territory, which they've only just started to tease, but we're going to get into a lot more with Blade. And then, of course, what we saw in the post credit scene in Eternals. We're getting, we're moving into this space in the MCU, but we need something. We need a story. We need a character to get us there. And it looks like Moon Knight is going to be that character. And so all of that, I, I think, is really, really great. And you need a you need an antagonist that matches up with that. And I've I've read plenty of Moon Knight comics, not the most recent stuff, but I can't really call out just the signature arch nemesis ultimate antagonist of Moon Knight that you just have to have in a Disney Plus series or a movie. I'm sure some people would disagree and say that it's this character or that character. It's not necessarily the the greatest rogues gallery that you have for Moon Knight. So the idea that you would take little pieces of a couple different characters and merge them together to make something that is true to some pieces of the source material while also kind of being its own original thing for the sake of uh, for the sake of this series, I think is a a very strong move for this and I think it's probably the right move for this series and as I said to have Ethan Hawke embody this character, whatever they're doing with this Dr. Arthur Harrow slash Sun King type of character, you know you're going to get the most out of it with Ethan Hawke, even if his hair is very Nick Nolte circa Hulk 2003. Yeah, he, I definitely know that, or it sounds like they're combining two different characters, and I didn't even know. I thought he was just straight up the Sun King or whatever his name is from that the awful run by Max Bemis. I'm sorry, that run is so bad. But um, I found out because of people were doing the, the classic uh, captions or whatever, um, it's, it's Harlow and I, I don't know that character very well. He hasn't been in it a ton. Um, uh, yeah, I, I think it's a good idea to combine different aspects of different characters like you were saying. And that's the thing that Marvel does a lot of times. They take different you know storylines or characters and these are characters no one gives a crap about for like, his rogues gallery. I do think Moon Knight does have a interesting rogues gallery. It's not conventional. It's very violent like Bushwhacker. Um, is uh his, Bush, his name is Bushwhacker. I always forget the, his, his full name. But anyway, um, I believe I believe it's Bushwhacker. He he's like it's super violent. It's a mercenary thing, and he's he's basically tied to the one that is um you know responsible for him becoming Moon Knight essentially. But again, that's an ultra violent you know thing, which which Marvel is not going to do in this series. It's, it's just not going to happen. And so again, there's there's. All, there's a couple different things you could go with, but yeah, he doesn't have like the strongest of, of of rogues, and I think combining different characters is the way to go. And remember, this is only the beginning of the character. You know, right. Oscar Isaac has signed on to do multiple things, whatever that means. And I wouldn't be surprised if they eventually did did their own movie at some point or something like that. Um, but yeah, he's they're obviously bringing him in to do, I think, some kind of supernatural team. I, I don't think that's going to be just you know him and his rogues gallery, whatever. So it's, it, but like you said, Sean, he doesn't have a strong one, but you just need something that can basically bring out the, the aspect of the character, you know, the, bringing the idea of the chaos that, you know, he, that, that Ethan Hawke's character says in that, in the show. And also the idea, you know, for him to go, you know, toe to toe against and he can, you know, fight and have an interesting, you know, fight with, that's not going to be ultra, ultra, ultra violent. And so I think all those things combined, it makes sense. Um, so we'll see. I, I, I don't, again, I hope he's not the straight up the sun King. Cause I just don't like that character at all, but I don't think it's going to be, like you said, it's probably going to be a combination of multiple things. And I just want to see moon Knight in action a lot. And if we get that, and if it is sun King elements and whatever, then that's fine. But 
Ethan Hawke's a great actor. I've been critical of his critique of Marvel things and comic book films and or I should say superhero movies in general. But regardless, um, I'm I think he's a great actor. I love most stuff he's in. He's great. So, like you said, his Nick Nolte. When you said that today, I'm like, oh my god, you're so right. It's so perfect. I want him in a biopic for Nick Nolte so bad. So, uh, but yeah, he's a he's a, he's a, again, another get for the series. And I, I, having those two actors up against each other is just going to be perfect. And I have a lot of optimism for the show, but I definitely have some concerns. But the optimism outweighs and you know my my concerns, and mainly I think because of I trust Marvel Studios, I trust Oscar Isaac, and I trust Ethan Hawke. So I think I for the most part I'm good, but I definitely have some concerns. But overall, I feel mostly pretty good about the series. I do too, and I like the choice of whatever they're doing here between. Dr. Arthur Harrow and Sun King, whatever they're doing with Ethan Hawke, which does seem to have a little bit more of a supernatural vibe to it. I think that's the right choice, even over something yeah. like Bushwhacker, which I think is a more personal story. But I also think it's the smaller story to have a supernatural godlike type of superhero in Moon Knight and have him take on uh, another mercenary who's not necessarily going to be as powerful, not necessarily going to yeah. be the best matchup. I feel like that's a short conflict. And I also feel like it doesn't really, it doesn't move the ball forward for the MCU or Moon Knight as a character in the way that that it seems like they're going to do with what they're with uh, Ethan Hawke's character in this. So I like the direction that they're going. Overall, I was very impressed by this uh, by this trailer. The only Tiny little concern I had is, well, it's maybe not so tiny, but as I mentioned, I, I really hope there's a lot of Moon Knight in this series. And uh, uh, But as I also mentioned, the trailer not showing that much Moon Knight is not indicative of that. If the marketing keeps going and we still barely see any Moon Knight, then that concern would grow to a point where I would think this might actually be indicative of the overall series. But right now, I think it I do think there will be a, a healthy balance between Oscar Isaac's unmasked screen time versus his CG masked screen time. I, I do think there will be uh, an appropriate uh, for us superhero fans, an appropriate balance to that equation. And um, I, I think what I'm most excited about, though, is they really are going in depth with the character. They really are exploring the dissociative identity disorder and all these different identities that Moon Knight slash Mark Spector has with Stephen Grant, Jake Lockley. It looks like they're covering all of that in the trailer. And I think they're doing it in a very, very interesting way where we're going to share the journey of this character, just trying to keep up with who he is, when he is, and all of these different things, this difference between his waking life and his dreams. It's going to be a great mystery for him, but also a very uh, compelling mystery for us as an audience. And I think it all just leads to really, really great storytelling. So I'm very excited with what Marvel Studios has shown us in this first trailer uh, for Moon Knight. And I can't wait to see more. I would definitely like to watch another trailer for this series that hopefully has even more Moon Knight in it. Other than that, though, I don't really want to see too much more uh, before we actually get to watch full episodes of this starting at uh, at the end of March. And that is the end of this episode of the podcast here at MCU Fan Show. So thanks, everyone, for listening. Make sure you check out Fan Show Plus, whether that's at patreon.com slash Sean Gerber or on Apple Podcasts. Search for Fan Show Plus or the MCU Fan Show channel on Apple Podcasts so you can get those spoiler reviews 
of the Book of Boba Fett and Peacemaker. And then you can follow us in those other places you can. We are at MCU Fan Show on Twitter and Instagram. Paul, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter at Herman22 with two N's, a.k.a. P-Thug. Also follow my YouTube channel, The Comic Binge, where we just did a review of uh, the Batgirl Year One, where we kind of basically reviewed the new reveal, the costume that just came out, which was awesome, by the way. And that was a fun, fun episode to do with Chris. Um, so, yeah, check that out. Other videos on the way. And also the soccer continues, uh, our Star Wars podcast, where we, we go deep into many, many Star Wars aspects. So, yeah, check us out there as well. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Mr. Sean Gerber. So for Paul, I'm Sean. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. <laughs>